Welcome to Coins in the Hood, Season 1, Episode 15. I'm Mark, and I'm joined by Rev, who's going to drag us out of the the mud and the darkness with his positive positive oh. takes on what happened at the weekend. And also Bonesy, who is going to explain to us why everything is okay with the system that we're playing. Basically, <laughs> uh, I think we're fucked. All right. Well, I guess we'll start. We'll start with that, Rev. So, okay, Newcastle. Kind of just, just quickly, like feelings. How did you feel after the game? Like, what was your first, your feelings? Your immediate feelings? I, I to be honest, I, I don't usually get knee jerk, but I was fuming after that game. I think just, just, just it was kind of it was just pathetic, wasn't it? Like it just limped out. Like even when we scored, you kind of thought Newcastle would probably look better value for a third, and they weren't really doing anything. Um, and yeah, there was, was just no fight, and we just looked lethargic. And some players that sort of let us down before have started to let us down again. When we kind of just need to keep our cool for like a couple more games in the World Cups here. You posted um, a statistic in our in our WhatsApp group regarding like where we stand in like rankings for you know winning the ball in certain areas and turnovers and you know all that kind of stuff that people care yeah. about but actually is quite important especially when you're not playing particularly well um but yeah we'll get we'll get to the stats bonesy what was your immediate immediate kind of emotion or emotions when the um when the whistle well, went? <laughs> i weren't bowled over by the performance um it was it weren't a good watch. Um, I don't think the performance was as bad as the United one. Um, I think the positive, the positives, and why it's going to be all right is we've um, there was lots of changes to that starting eleven. We had four first team regulars out, so we had well, we got Kulu injured, Hoiberg and Romero supposedly injured as well. And who else did we have out? Oh, with Charleston still out. Um, so those are, those are big hitters. Those are big players. So, and we played the free, free man in midfield as well, which isn't the tried and tested method that Conte has been playing with since he took over. So, yeah. So... Right, okay, Bones is going for for positives immediately. So I mean, I don't think can, I don't think we can be too positive about that game. Uh, there, there were a few things that I pointed out in the in the last game, one of which was um, Larice Larice's performance against United was one of the positives, and that um, you know I'd like to see him stick around for a bit longer. And it, you know the next the very next game, I'm thinking to myself, fuck me, like. Yeah, I thought that was coming. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. I mean, it's not. It's not something that people haven't said before. His distributions is is 
is poor and we've known that for a long time but also the decision making at times is fucking it, it is it's beyond calamitous like and the, the thing is like I mean I I don't actually think that goal should have been given uh, it's, it's been very you know people have pulled it apart lots of people most people have said oh yeah it should be given I think that should be I think that's a foul on the goalkeeper every time I think if if Callum Wilson touches the ball first and puts it past Lloris, Lloris gets sent off there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so Lloris gets the ball first. Doesn't matter whether Callum Wilson can get out of the out of the way or not. Not all fouls are are cynical fouls that are done. You know, yeah. are professional fouls that are, are, are done on purpose. Some fouls are just clumsy, mistimed, and you know, just unavoidable. Do you know what I mean? So in that in that case, yes, Callum Wilson couldn't have got out of the way. But it's a foul. He's he's impeded him, and Lloris got to the ball first. He was the, he was the one that took you know took control of the ball. And if that happens anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul. And if if Callum Wilson was to get to the ball first, it would have been the, it would have gone the other way. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know how that's not been given as as a foul on the goalkeeper there. But you know it hasn't been, and it doesn't it doesn't. You can't gloss over that uh, that and just say, "Oh, yeah, you know, we was unlucky." It was a poor performance all around. But I'm just pointing out that there was some unfortunate circumstances within the game that kind of definitely affected us. Because I don't think we started badly. To be fair, I don't we think we started that badly. And that, and I think that when that happened, and it was like, "Fuck," um, that kind of came out of nowhere. It didn't look like they, they didn't look like they were going to score the first goal to me. It, I thought we started all right. And then when you can see the second, yeah, yeah, he did. He started well, sorry. He, he actually did look all right. But when you can see the second that quickly, and again, Lloris playing the ball out, like putting Cecily under under unnecessary pressure. Again, it was there was still a lot to do from that point. But yeah, um, I think I think we need to be honest with ourselves this week, and we should without. And I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to be positive, but I think we should probably look at where the problems are and try and discuss that a little bit and be a bit honest and try not to be too, without not, not be negative and not just you know there's there's a lot of negativity out there I don't agree with, but definitely let's 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 let the truth have its day. But well, yeah, I think just before like I mean I was fuming after the game. I've calmed down since, and I think yeah, you just got to be tell the truth about what what went wrong. But before we do that, like. I've never seen the ref before, right? I've never seen him. I don't know if you guys have seen him. I think it was his first game, was it? Well, like, so that that foul aside, right? I think that game against Newcastle was the record for the amount of time, the the least amount of time the ball was in on the pitch because of the time wasting. Yeah. So 53 minutes of just of actual football and 37 minutes of time wasting. And it was, it's just like, he booked, I think he booked Pope in like the 80th, 81st minute. And it was like, well, there's no point now. And Callum Wilson getting subbed off. I think he literally went to like the furthest point that he could go off on. And yeah, I'm not I'm not saying we were creating anything enough to think, yeah, we, we can nick this. But at the same time, man, like you've got to think. Yeah, I mean, it's it, getting worse and worse. It did seem more ridiculous than usual the time wasted. Nick Pope was just taking the piss. Um I mean, the fact that he only got a yellow card for the amount of time that he was wasting, I think that something needs to be done about it. Again, it's not something that... It, it wasn't the reason we lost the game. The reason we lost the game is because yeah. we, we considered two silly goals and we created fuck all. Like, you know, after 
I think I saw a stat after the, I think it was after Lucas Moura come and we didn't create any chances. Yeah, I think, yeah, we'll, I think we'll probably talk about him. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I haven't got anything prepared specifically about Moura, but, you know, I'm interested to hear what you've got to say about Moura. I just, I think we're in a sort of position where I, I love, I obviously love Moura because of the Ajax game and he is a useful player on his day, but we're in a position in, like where we're sort of rushing him back from injury that he's clearly, I don't think he's like fully fit. Like he was sort of feeling his hamstring. I, I noticed him running around sort of feeling it. And we're rushing him back and it's like, he's not really the answer to, to, to any of the problems that we have, I think. I've made my feelings clear on Lucas Moura and, you know, I don't I don't hate him. You know, I love him. I, um, I think what he's done for the, you know, what he's done with the club in terms of, you know, getting us getting us to that final is it puts him in legendary status, really, without actually doing a lot more than that. He hasn't done a lot more than that his time here. One Champions League campaign, a few good performances, but I don't know how he's still. I don't know how why we're still. I mean, we've got injuries. Obviously, we've got injuries to two key attackers, but I don't know why we've wasted at Spurs. I really don't. I don't yeah. think he's done anywhere near enough for the club to justify our place in our squad. And I think there was there was like a, a bit where Carragher was like, Lucas Moura doesn't actually know where he's playing and he keeps looking at the bench to, to sort of understand where he's playing. And I don't think that Conte, the sort of, the, the manager that he is, that wants everyone to be in specific places, is sort of telling, like, doesn't think that Moura doesn't know where he's playing or we just have to play him because we've got no players. But yeah, it, he just kept getting in the way, I thought, again, like the way he gets in Kane's way. Um and that we sort of the game was done when he came on, unfortunately. It was. It didn't it didn't fill me with any kind of hope that we were gonna get anything out of it. Um but yeah, so there was a lot of football played before he came on, so we can't put any any real blame on him. Uh no, I'm Bones, not blaming him. No, 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 no I know, I know. Bonesy, Bonesy, so you know, you you said that the, the formation change wasn't what we're used to. So what what do we do then? Because it looks as if from from the reports today that the that, that Hoyberg uh, I'm pretty sure it's Hoiberg, Romero and Kulazewski are not going to be available for the Champions League tomorrow. They weren't training anyway, um, right. according to Alistair Gold. So what do we what do we do then? If we're going to re- re- revert to our tried and tested formation of 5-3-2, uh, what, what do we do going forward? I mean, the problems that I saw in the game... Um, and I think he's been found out a little bit, um, even though he's had a decent season, but the last two games he's been found out. Um, Eric Dier, or Dyer, however we're pronouncing it now, um, he just looks so exposed. When, in the early days of the season, when we were playing sort of super ultra-defensive and double banking, he was like, he was more like a sweeper than a centre-half. So he was just marshalling where Romero and either Davis or Longley or Sanchez, where they were going. And he was just sort of filling in and covering behind those, behind them, his his other two centre-halves. Because he had those and he had um, Hoiberg and... um, Mayboy Bentoncourt in front of them sitting deep. So he wasn't left as exposed. Now I think we're playing with more space between the lines 
between the midfield and the defence, I think he, he's having to get involved in more of the nitty gritty of the game. And I think he's I think he's being found out. I mean, the last couple of last two games, it's been um it's been quite obvious that he's um the mistakes are creeping back in. He doesn't look as good on the ball. Um, so I think that is one problem that we're going to continue to face where we're leaving too much gap between the midfield and the, and the defence. I mean, looking at, looking at Davison Sanchez and Emerson, you know, looking, looking after the right-hand side, that doesn't fill, you, fill me with any kind of optimism. Um, again, long, long way was beaten quite easily for that. What's his name? Ormeron, isn't it? So when Grealish took the piss out of him, he just ran straight past him. I mean, the, the angle was tight for the finish as well. Probably Lloris should have done better there as well. Um, he didn't share himself in glory in this game, Lloris. You know, he played really well against United. And, um, yeah, he, he, yeah, he made me look a complete cunt because I backed him so hard. Um, I think I think the defence, like, it, we were looking quite good. I actually was quite optimistic for how well we started. And then... I think Dyer just did some random shit back pass and nearly went in. Yeah, his confidence that, is shot now, isn't it? Like he's had a few bad yeah. games, isn't he? But it, but it's like it's it's the same problem I have with Sessignon, where you've got you got to just dust it off and go again. Like you can't just crumble like they did. Like I think the whole back line pretty much crumbled. I actually thought Sanchez was probably one of the better ones out of the out of all of them, to be honest. Which is saying how bad it was. But yeah, like we we the, the main reason we we Conte's style is not really working at the moment is because I think he likes to invite the pressure on and then play through it. And for that to for you, to be able to do that, like he's had it in Chelsea, Juve, you got to have players that are solid, know what they're doing, know what their roles are. Like if they make a mistake, they sort of just go again. And you have to have players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to have players that can. That are good on the good enough on the ball that they can pass it through under pressure and they, they stay composed. Yeah, Dyer's not that, but again, missing missing Romero next to him, who is good at that. Um, yeah, I think the jury's out on Longley still, even though I think it was released today that we've got the option to buy him now, isn't it? So it's kind of like there's is a it? yeah, it's like we we can buy him now if we want to at the end of the season. Like option to talk about buying him or some weird verbal agreement, but yeah. Well, there's loads of there's loads of stuff about us being linked with Bastoni because apparently he's not happy at Inter at the moment. I'm not sure that, that if that's got any, you know, whether it's worth even acknowledging any of that nonsense. But if Bastoni's available, I mean, we, we're heavily linked with him in the in the summer. Whether there was any any real discussions that were had, but yeah, he's a kind of player that we could do with. Mm. Well, I think I think Conte is sort of holding out for the right the absolute right person because. Long lay on loan was probably let's see if we can make this guy good again and let's put him in and hopefully we can until our real target's available next year, which I think is Bastoni. Yeah. Uh, so we, we can't even just because I, w- I would say, like, I've seen a lot on Twitter this week of that we should have got Tarkovsky, we should have got Connor Cody. I don't think Conte wanted would want that on the left side of the, of the three just because of how they. Just because of how he wants to play, like with the ball, so I think we're looking for a very specific player. And yeah, like if if the confidence keeps going down, is it just a never-ending cycle? Basically, sorry to be sorry to bring it all down. 
Well, you, you posted that stat on the group yesterday, the one I mentioned earlier. Uh, I, don't yeah. know if it, I don't know if you had that prepared, but I've just got it up here just quickly. So, yeah, Tottenham struggles. This is what Sky put out. So, possessions one in the middle third, uh, 207. 217, and we're 14th in the league for that. Possession one in the uh, the final third, 39. That's eight, We're 18th in the league for that. High turnovers, 68. We're 16th in the league. Jules one. We're 16th in the league. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. Final third passes attempted, fewest shots faced. We're like, you know, relegation zone in more or less every field, probably apart from possession, which we're 12. I think that's our highest ranking. That's, that's kind of league. actually, that's kind of amazing considering we're third. Like, that's actually pretty decent. It, it is if it clicks like it did last season, which you know I'm I'm, I'm certain it will. I, I don't I'm not I'm not in the place where I'm just like oh this football shit we need to get content out of our club, which is you know we'll get we'll get to that. But it don't make for good for good reading because we were looking at one that it was worse under Proud Boy last year. I think we were rock bottom. I think it was like 19th and 20th yeah. in all of them. Um, but they can create these stats. You know they can just pull these stats out of anywhere. And as much as it doesn't make for good reading. You can make anything look bad if you if you really want to. The, the, the thing that yeah. really matters is where you are on the table and winning football matches. Um, I mean, I was I was going to say, what were the stats like? I mean, that's just for this season, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, what were the stats like since Conte took over, and were they similar? Because if they are similar, then it shows that that method actually works because it got us into the Champions League spots and also it was only it was only a few weeks back that for the what was it the calendar year for like sort of this calendar year it was only Man City that had scored more goals than us I think I might be I might be wrong on that but I'm sure there was a stat no I think you're right yeah I think you're right oh, yeah, you, yeah. so yeah like you say they can use stats to Prove a um, prove a point or go with a certain agenda or what they're trying to say. So yeah, sometimes yeah, it's, it'd be it'd be quite good to see a comparison from mm. last season and with regards to the goals. I know we've probably dropped off on goals scored, but I mean, Harry Kane he's he's got ten goals this year, I think now ten league goals I think. And if Holland ain't about, everyone would be raving about him. Um, yeah. So I think I mean, there quite, are positives. quite a few of them are, are penalties, though. I think I think about four of them are penalties. But he's still got no. He's still got to put them away. I don't, I'm not. I'm not trying to neg on Harry Kane. Uh, although I don't think we're seeing. You know, I don't think we're seeing the best of him just yet. No. Um, well, like I think uh, I think from last year, I remember that seeing stats like that, and we were like nearly top under Conte on on most of those possession. I think was still. Still pretty low, but we're not really playing a possession-based team. But I think the most like detrimental miss for us, and we say it every week, is missing Kulu. And there was I saw a stat saying when he started, we're unbeaten and average two point six goals a game and two point three goals a game. So that's six six games that six league game that he's played. And when he's not not started. We've lost three, we've won three, but we've averaged 1.1 goal and 1.5 points per game, which is a massive drop-off. And I'm not saying we're a one-man team, but he just makes that front third click in the way that it hasn't done so far this year. 
Yeah, I mean, we've played we played the majority of the of the season without him. Really, he started the season. I think he played the first couple of games as a star, and then Richarlison came in. And I think ever ever since Richarlison has been fit, he's played ahead of him. Which you know, I don't know what games Conte is watching, but I don't think we've been anywhere near as effective with Richarlison in the, in the starting lineup. Yeah, well, I mean, part of me to to keep it to try and keep some positive is I still believe we're not rotating the squad and trying really hard because we're trying to manage our fitness. And I, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but someone said some of our players won't be going to the World Cup. And so they'll get another pre-season when the other players are at the World Cup. And that might be your Spences, your Basumas, uh, like your Sessignons maybe. And maybe that's in Conte's thinking. I don't know. Like, I don't know how well, long. I'd swallow that. If it was just, you know, the Man United game, I think we kind of said something similar, but against Newcastle at home, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be on the back foot for that, that long, you know what I mean? Then bit long, yeah, then, no. then periods of time in, in a game against Newcastle. And, and, they're, and they're a lot better than they have been in recent years. Newcastle, they look all right. They got some really good players. Um, a couple of which didn't even play, except Maximan didn't play. And, uh, and it was someone else, they said they were, they was out injured, who, who usually gets a, gets a, gets a look in for them. Um, but yeah, they, they, they shouldn't be causing us too many problems. Do you know what I mean? And and they didn't I mean, create loads. You know, listen, the way that the way the media would have it, and the way that a lot of Spurs supporters, if you if you go on the socials, would would make you. It was if they completely dominated us, which was wasn't actually the case. Um, but they shouldn't they shouldn't be beating us at home. So that that whole thing about. Uh, Conserving fitness, you know, injuries are injuries, but conserving fitness just no, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not having. I mean, that. I don't know whether you guys noticed it, but after the lead up to the goal, you could you felt like something was coming. It were it weren't too long. It might have been five minutes, but we started to build up a bit of pressure, and we scored the goal. And then for about five ten minutes after, we I thought was I thought was second was going to come. But then he made a load of subs and he changed things around. I think that was one thing I noticed. I don't know if you did. I thought at that point, he should have just kept it as it was. Like He might be trying to conserve fitness, but at that point, he should have kept it as it was. And Because I think we were on the ascendant, in the ascendancy. And I think changing it around, it just, we lost all, well, the rhythm, the little rhythm that we had, we just completely lost it. Yeah, I think um, I think Skip was one of the positives of the game. I thought he played all right. It was good to see him get yeah. some minutes. I thought Skip actually did all right. Um, in he looked a bit, oh, sorry. Yeah, he looked, he looked a bit knackered at the end, but hopefully he gets uh, he gets bit quickly because I think he's a good player. I think he, we could really use him. I don't think Bettercourt had a terrible game either. I think you know he was popping up all over the places and he was trying to get the ball moving forward. Uh, Basuma again didn't really see a lot from him that you know makes me think that he should be starting games for us just yet. Um, mm -hmm. not, not in the Premier League anyway, but um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one now. I mean, at the, at the moment, I feel like I feel like we should just stick to the to the game plan that we've had. It's not been pretty, but you know, I think I said the formation earlier wrong. I think I think the formation that we play is three four. Three, isn't it? That's the one that we've played yeah. throughout the season. So, yeah, if we're going to do that, I, I just think stick to a midfield, just just doing all the dog work. Mm 
and get get Brian Hill in there on the right. I think he wants to. Yeah. He, he likes to hug the, the touchline. He likes to play wide. He likes to run at the at the wing backs. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, 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 he's the perfect replacement for. And he's, he's hungry as fuck as well. You can see that in, in his game. Um, I think he's he's the perfect replacement now, and it, and and that and that allows us to play the the formation that we've that we've kind of adopted the last year or so with Conte. And I think it still gives us that element of pace as well. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see that tomorrow against Sporting Lisbon because I think we, we need to win that game. It's um, it's a must-win game. And it kind of it kind of puts it in a bit of perspective if we get through into the knockout stages you know, with a game to go because then we can rest players. Yeah. We can say, right, we don't need to play. doesn't matter. Whoever you get in the next round of the knockout stage is going gonna, is gonna to be difficult. Um, it's, looking at the teams that are in it, Without going too deep into the Champions League at the moment, without looking to the teams that are in it, you don't really want to avoid Bayern Munich at this point, don't you? Everyone else, you'd kind of say, "Nah, fuck, we'll have that." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I reckon we get we get the win tomorrow, qualify from the group, and then rest everyone for the. I mean, we got the next league games. Liverpool, isn't it? No, nah, uh, Bournemouth, I think. Oh, is that away? I'm not sure. I'll check. Yeah, I mean, just going on from what you were saying about Hill. I think he, if he can put a shift in and he's sort of sort of grown up and where he's had a few minutes and he's been training more with a squad, if we can get the ball into him and he can make it stick, because I think that was that's one of the things that we're missing without Kulu playing, because the ball went into him and it stuck. He didn't lose it. And it allowed the rest of the team to move up the pitch. When the ball goes into Sun, it doesn't stick. When Kane, when the ball goes into Kane, it sticks. But Kane's always looking to drop deep and do the turn and set someone else up. Kulu, he's the best at the moment. He's the best at making the ball stick and allowing our team to progress up the pitch 15, 20 yards. No, I agree. I agree. Um, we, we miss him. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, there's no real news of when he's coming back, apart from he posted a emoji of a, um, what do you call him? Sand timer. Sand timer. Yeah, is, is that what they're called? Is, what's, is, that the, is that the... Egg timer. Scientific name? Egg timer? So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go with sand timer. But yeah, he posted a picture of that. So he's given the... Uh, sand glass? Sorry. Yeah. Hourglass. Hourglass. Hourglass, it is, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's posted that. It's not very cryptic. It's, it's either he's got, a, you know, he's quite close to his return or he's just telling everyone to be fucking patient, I guess. Um, <laughs> which is what Conte said. Patience and free transfer windows is what's required. But I don't think he's going to get that. But in saying that, that kind of alludes to that he's, you know, he's looking beyond his remaining, remaining contract, which is only, what, another eight Six eight months, something like that. Yeah, I think, so, I think we can extend it if we want. I read that today for another year, but I think the club want him to sign on for another year for, for another length of time. Yeah, I think but, he said that contract lengths are not specifically kind of important to him. It's more about is it worth is the project worth his time? So, yeah, if he's if he thinks it is, then he will. If, if not, it's not about getting tied down and trying to 
squeeze as much money out of the club as you know any, any normal person would be thinking yeah I'll, I'll, I'll sign a deal for five years all day long because if they sat me next year yeah. I've still got four years worth of money they're going to pay me so yeah um, yeah it's whether yeah, it's quite quite a noble gesture from, from himself if, if there's yeah, if he means it but it could be just a load of, load of nonsense and or another way of trying to manipulate some more transfers out of, of, of Daniel Levy, um, which is obviously another theory that we, we kind of back on this podcast. I think there's a bit, I think there is a bit of that going on. Definitely. Yeah, but it's the same for me. It's the same with the fitness thing. You can't, you can't, it's all right. If you, if you're looking at like, yeah, we're not playing particularly well and, you know, but we're getting, we're getting results. When you're losing games, it's like, no, nah, no one wants to lose football matches. Like, no one's, no one's going to put a shit team out or put shit kind of like, oh, just, just, just don't blow, don't blow your beans too early in the league. Cause you know, we've got, it's, we've got, it's a long season. And when you start dropping points and losing games at home against teams that, you know, but there should be, there should be laying a glove on you really. I mean, look at it this way though. So say, say if we've got a draw at United and we'd beaten Newcastle, that'd have been four extra points. That'd have been, we'd be sitting pretty in second, wouldn't we? Only maybe a point off Arsenal. We've only got a few games left before... How many games have we got left before the international, like before the World Cup? There ain't many, is there? Three in the league, so I think it's Bournemouth, Liverpool at home, Leeds away, or Leeds at home. It's, so yeah, there's not, yeah, not, there's many. not many games to go. So, I mean, say if we get to the World Cup and we break up for that and we sit and we were sitting in second and everything was rosy Levy ain't going to get the checkbook out is he he's going to, we've seen it in the past where it's like no nah, no nah, hold on you're doing really well you can make you've made that work so you can continue to make that work and I'll keep that I'll keep the money I think it depends on how, how much Levy values the Champions League qualification um from from obviously top four uh, league positions because there's a lot of competition for that this year, I think. I think it's mm. going to be a very, very, very fierce uh, competition. Uh, what competition-wise for them places? I don't think. New- I mean, they're talking, talking about Newcastle being it. I don't think they will be coming into the, the season. But Chelsea definitely, Liverpool, Arsenal, United, obviously City are shooing. Um It's going to be tough this year, and unless you know someone drops off dramatically, I, I, I think it's going to be a a very very difficult season for us to finish in the top four. You, you got to look at Arsenal unless they have a massive massive drop off after the World Cup. They're pretty much you know I wouldn't say guaranteed because we've all seen like Leicester start really really well and then a couple of seasons and then just, and then just finish fifth or sixth. Um, and United, you know they've capitulated a couple of times in recent years when when doing really well. And Arsenal famously last year. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's this it's going to be tougher this year. You can't you can't ever rule Liverpool out as well. Just, just one last, like trying to trying to find the good in this game, or well, in our fixture list. Do you guys think that there's an, an effect of the the fixture list, like playing like a stupid amount of games that we're playing, the injuries we're picking up? Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? That's the other yeah. thing. They they uh, they say that Conte doesn't like to play more than one game a week. Yeah, yeah. and he probably likes a settled squad and. The, the, like Hoiberg missing a game for me is quite alarming because he never misses a game and yeah the fact that he's felt like he's needed to come off and have a rest it just I just think some of it might be some of the the lethargic play and how bad we're playing might be just we, our squad isn't as deep as we thought it was and 
yeah, maybe we're struggling with injuries as well. And our, our fitness is is just going. Like Benton Court was awesome, but I thought he was flagging at the end, and he he looked like he had the most energy in our team. Son looks knackered to me. I, I don't know. Maybe Inten- I'm clutching here. But, yeah, the intensity, yeah. the intensity is definitely not there. And I think any team that plays with a little bit of intensity, of intensity against us, like you know, they they up it and they're they're pressing high, and putting us under pressure, not not allowing us to to play our game. We we struggle, and that's been it's been apparent in quite a few games, isn't it? Um, allowing allowing teams to impose their style on us, and just have so much of the ball without us, you know, you know, quite futile resistance in terms of like pressure and pressing. Um, you know, it's it's that thing like we saw against Arsenal, like we, we were kind of dealing with them very well, and all of a sudden, sudden the. Uh, the alleged offender, it's a weldy. Um, there's nothing you can do about that. You, you can't defend them sometimes. Uh, you can close players down as much as you like, but occasionally if you if you if you surrender so much possession outside your own box, eventually someone's gonna get half a yard and just spank it and it's gonna go in. And unfortunately for us on that day, it was it was him. Um but yeah, again, uh, you know. This has been something that I, I, I don't enjoy watching Spurs play this way. I've, I've made that point before. We've been playing, we've been playing this style of football for nearly three years now, and uh, yeah, it's it's horrendous. Um, yes, yeah, mm. yeah, Sometimes, sometimes it's nice to watch when it, it clicks, but it's too few and far between for me, really. And I think I'm on the side of yeah, I'm sick of this football, and I have been sick of it. For, for a while Mourinho was the worst um, towards the end it was just it was unwatchable the last two or three months of him, of him being there and you know I don't think I don't think Proud Boy got enough of a crack of the whip for us to properly slate his style of football um, but yeah Conte's Conte style isn't much better but again is it Conte's style is it the is it the, is it the players that, that are just not not, I, can't, I can't think for a minute that Conte wants to play that way. Do you think it's, it's it's three, four managers and a lot of the same players? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, even even at the end of Poch, it was a similar sort of unwatchable attempt at high press, but be shit, just hit it along to Lorente. And I just think like the reason we're sort of losing games or don't look very good is because we don't seem to be able to pass the ball to each other. Like it's such a bizarre thing to say, but it's 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 what we we struggle with mostly. It's like we get the ball, we win it back, and then Dyer just goes long. To he, he was aiming for Son on Sunday, uh, Sunday as well. And it's like he just goes long, aims for Son, and then we lose it. Comes back, we win it. And I, I don't think any manager's asking the team to play that way. I don't. I doubt any manager's going as soon as you get the ball, launch it and lose it. Like. It, it, I can't see how any manager's asking for that. And I just think our players just under pressure crack a little bit and our passing is not great. Like, I don't know how you're a professional footballer and you can't pass like it's, two yards. It, it's looked that way for a, for a while. You know, when we retain possession, we, we can't keep it. Um, any any kind of press and we just buckle under it. Um, but yeah, um, is there anything, you, anything else you want to say in terms of your feelings about the game? Bones, is there anything you want to put out there before we go into uh, tweets and socials? Um, the Newcastle game. No, I think we've had we've had, we've had a couple of bad games. 
Um, but before that, despite the style of football, which I'm, I'm not a great fan of. I know I, it probably comes over a bit different each week. Um, I'd love to see more attractive football, but at times, it, yeah, what you're saying, it has clicked. And when it clicks, I mean, when it clicks, it's beautiful. When it clicked under Mourinho, it was beautiful. You know, there was, there was no one that could live with us for 10 minutes in the game. It was just the other 80 minutes that were shit to watch. Um, I think, yeah, squad depth, playing three games every, every three, um, playing a game every three days. I think, I think these considerations, I don't think it's quite as bad as, as we're led to believe. I think there's a bit of gameplay going on. Um, yeah, and hopefully... We'll have a better, uh, there'll be a better performance and a better result um, tomorrow night. Well, some of some of the supporters have voiced their opinions on social media, and um, I've got a few that I've a few of my favourites that I've screenshotted, and I'm going to read. I think Rav, have you got a couple that you wanted to read as well? I don't know. I think they're probably going to be similar to yours, but I've got a few thought-provoking ones, maybe. But yeah, got you go first. Well, mine, mine are not. Mine are more just these, these were like right after the game. So this is this is. So I put I put them to each of you individually, and you can tell me what you think about them. So Bones, I'll, I'll go with you this time. Um, so this one says, um, where is it? Right, this is from this is from someone called Luke. Believe it or not, um, I'm done. I've supported this club since 1989. That's when players cared. No point saying Sack Conte. He'll get a right payoff. And I'm sick of it. I'll never buy a shirt again. £75. What a mug I've been. Fuck them. Whoa. What do you say about what do you, what do you say to Luke Luke? <laughs> I I would say that we're third in the league. Like we've had a couple of bad results. We're third in the league. We're in the Champions League. I mean, does he want to go back to the days of fucking Jerry Francis and us languishing in the bottom half of the table? Like, nah, it's... We're still... I think we're still sort of in love with what Poch done for us because he embodied everything that Tottenham was in the way that we played and it was beautiful. But times change you know and at the moment we're, we're still third in the league at the moment aren't we even though we're probably going to drop down after a few results but we're still third in the league and we're in the Champions League so that's my response to that Alright Rav I've got one for you mate Go on, ready. I think that was I think that was a sensible retort from Bonesy there to uh, his namesake um, yeah frankly Luke if you don't want to support don't Spurs, give a damn. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if you don't want to support Spurs, mate, do one because yeah, you're talking like a talking like a cock. Um, and that I don't mean you, Bones. I mean this this clown here. Um, we got one from Ed, right? Right. So he says, Larry shit, dire shit, Basuma, please stroll back to where you con people into thinking you were any good. You lazy and shite. Wow. Davis, Sanchez, Royal, all stars. Nit's good enough to be in the prem. It will only get worse, everyone. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, how, like, if, if you jump on the wagon after a couple of losses, like, how bad has your life got to be? Um, yeah, I, I just think, again, I, I, none of those players are bad players. They just shouldn't be, they shouldn't be like vital starters for us, I think. And I'm assuming I might become one later. Um, I don't think he's had enough after like not even half a season. Um, yeah, Lloris, he, I mean, he's, he's getting on a bit. Maybe we should look to replace him. Dyer's fine as a third or third, fourth choice centre-back. Uh, I guess we play a back three, but yeah, he shouldn't be starting. And the Doherty's looked all right when he's come on. He's a good rotation option. Yeah, you're kind of like, you have to have a squad. Like Milner, Milner's been at Liverpool this whole time. He's a good player and he has been a good player, but he's still there just just to plug in the gaps because you can't have a, a world-class 15 players unless you're, unless you're Man City. So, yeah, like, I, I, that's what I've sort of seen this week. We, we've just been, get rid of them all, get rid of them all. And it's like, now nah, they, they can still be around the squad. Yeah, they can be in the squad. It's just, we have to buy better than them. Because, yeah, again, like I was, I was reading something and it's like, Dyer's motivation this year has been like getting into getting into the world, the England squad. Now he's got into the England squad. There's no one really competing for his spot. He had a shocker like yes on Sunday, and he's not going to get replaced. Like no, we can't play without him really. So yeah, we need to just manage our squad a bit better. But yeah, these players don't they don't all need to go. Maybe Royale, but that's, yeah, like even then that's a bit harsh. I think. So oh, there you go, Ed. Rabbit's told you. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with him. Bonesy, another one for you, mate. Every single one. This is from Ollie. Every single one. Every single one of those boos was deserved. Absolutely disgraceful. What do you reckon um, about the booing at halftime? I mean, I I don't agree with the booing. I don't like hearing it. Um, but halftime, it yeah, the fans let them know that they weren't happy with the performance. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't like the booing. But it's, it was... It, maybe it was not understandable, but I can sort of... I can I can I can see where I could I can see where it's coming from. I, on the back of the the poor performance against United, and going in what two 0 down when we went in, weren't we? So yeah, that was that was again a knee jerk reaction at half time, um, and it didn't really didn't really do much, did it? Uh, and I got one more for Bonesy. Any Spurs supporter. Who backs this style of football must be a shit shag. <laughs> what do you say to that, Bonesy? Being someone way. who backs this style of football. <laughs> um, a shit bunk up? Or would you say that your form is is you know, have you got any testimonies that we can we can go by? I always thought I was pretty good, but, but um yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I like to win a medal at the end of my end. And it's obviously, matey boy doesn't like winning medals or trophies at the end of his. Are you talking about the person who posted this tweet? Yeah. I thought you were talking right. about Conte. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Conte or, 
or who the hell was it that was sure? We we want to win trophies. We want to win medals. Do you know what I mean? So, and Conte, he's he's been proven. Back him. We had Mourinho. We didn't back him properly. Right, it was shit football. We've got Conte now. Back him. Because if you ain't going to back him, then if you think it's bad now, imagine if Nuno was still in fucking charge. Do you know what I mean? I think we've touched on every bungee there, haven't we? I think. <laughs> no, it's just, just. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I, I don't understand. Sometimes. I don't think what, anyone's calling you directly a shit shag bungee. <laughs> I don't think anyone's anyone's making that point. It's just interesting. <laughs> I just think, like, just to just to echo Luke on the on the football side of things. Um, like we 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 don't know with, with Jose. He wasn't. He, he got rode on and said, "Scrinia as well." Like reported that he wanted a, a, a tank centre back. We still haven't got that. I don't know why we can't just back the manager, so we know it's completely the manager's fault. Like anyone he wants out, get rid of him and get in the players that he wants. I know in a, in an ideal world that would work, and obviously real world doesn't work like that. But yeah, like this man's won titles everywhere he's gone. So is Jose, including after he's left us. Surely now's got to be the time where we just fucking forget the style of football, get the players he wants, and let's just fucking go for it. And on that note, on that positive note, uh, Rev, I've got two bits of positivity I want to post. Um, right. On the back of that, that I did also pick up. So the first one is, our football is not perfect. This is from Martin, by the way. Our football is not perfect, but when we click, it will be magic. I like that positivity, right? I like that. I like that. And there was another one, which is worth a look as well. Um, Where was that one? Uh, All right, here it is. Um, It's been 2,353 days since Arsenal finished above Spurs in the league. Love that. I'll just put that out there. So keep that as long as we can. That's quite a long time, isn't it? I mean, I can't wait. I don't know what that is in the years. My maths isn't that good, but that's quite a lot of days, isn't it? So it's just good to, just every now and again, just when you're feeling a bit low, when you have a result like we did against uh, Newcastle and Manchester United, just remember, it's been a while since they've uh, they've, they've had the upper hand on us. And um, go on, one, of, one of the tweets that I've, I've got is is kind of a, it's a message to all the, the tweeters out there that he, this guy basically said, ever since we've gone 3-5-2, like Twitter told Conte to do, we've lost two out of two, which just means like, yeah, everyone just tweets and thinks they know everything. And Conte's actually doing what they want now due to injury or whatever, and we're losing games. So, yeah, and yeah. I suppose we can all say, well, you know, Bonesy did tell us, he, did, he yeah. did tell us a couple of weeks ago that we don't need to start fucking around with the formation. It's working, regardless of whether we're enjoying it or not. We're getting points on the board. So, is it time to bring back Bonesy's mystical garden? We haven't heard that jingle for a while. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Bonesy played it, Dan, and he? he played the game. He was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not mystical. He got a few things wrong because he didn't really fancy the, the fanfare that came along with his, you know, his gift. And then he's played he's played a few, he's thrown a few duds our way to throw us off. We've got rid of the jingle. We've got rid of the segment. And then all of a sudden they start coming true again. Is he playing us like a fiddle the way Conte is playing Levy? Is that what really what's, it seems as if that's what's happening. Is Luke um, preserving fitness for the end of the season? That's yeah. what I reckon. He is, isn't it? He, is, he knows something. He's got he's got that gift. Um, so going back to 
the uh, the running order. Um, I think we've covered the questions uh, about you know Conte out um, and are we shit? So that that was a segment in the a uh, part of the running order. I think we ain't shit. I think we've it's a, as we've covered, it's a combination of um, being early in the season, having a lot of football to play, and having significant injuries to key players. Um, so I don't think we really need to cover that too tough. But what do we need? What do we need to what if we could bring in two players like we did last January? Um, and we made two really good signings that we probably didn't realise how important they were going to be at the time. Who do we bring in? Maybe not who do we bring, but where do we strengthen? If we've got two signings to make in January, if we can bring in two reasonably good players, what positions are we looking to bolster? Rev? Um, so I think I'd say both wing-backs, but Udoji or Udogi looks like he's pretty good. So he's coming in in the summer, I think. So I think definitely right wing back, and I'm gonna say centre back. I've, I did want to, I did want a Madison type or a create, not Madison in particular, but just a creative midfielder. But I think we've got to just start at the back. Uh, and if it's just two players for the rest of the season, then yeah, centre back and right wing back. I think. Yeah. If we're not playing Spence, uh, I would like to see a, uh, an attacking midfielder come in, um, but you know they don't come cheap. That's marquee kind of signing position, isn't it? It's almost a, I would say, luxury player. You don't really get luxury players anymore because you've got to be an all-rounder. But yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. Bonesy, what two positions would would be the key areas that we need to address in January? I mean, I think yeah, definitely a centre half. Um, and yeah, I was, I mean, I was thinking of a right back, or maybe maybe it's time to to go all out and get. Um, you know Ronaldo. Now get a get a new get a new um, a keeper to eventually place replace Larice, um, because with with regards to the right back position, I think Royale, all right, he's not great attacking, but I think him and Kulu started to work well together, and I think. Doherty and Kulu started working well together. So then positions have been a bit disjointed this season. So, um, but I think if we got another centre-back, you could potentially move DR or Longray and fit a new centre-half in. And if needs be, you could, if we're struggling, you could put Davis as left wing-back, which I think you'd do more than an adequate job. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe a centre half and a goalkeeper. Goalkeeper's not going to be easy to come by in January because you're, no. you're essentially you're essentially taking somebody's first choice goalkeeper. And I, I, like if, to, if they're any good, yeah. If to, to come into the Premier League, like for a keeper, do you not think that would be a bit a bit tough? Like just to come in in the middle of the season. I don't know. I don't know why. I, like. I don't really know many keepers that transferred in January. I do. I do. I, after yesterday, I am coming around to a, a lot, why a lot of people were calling for us to sign a new goalkeeper. Again, I don't want to see the rest of I, I love Hugo, but yeah, it's more set. I, I, it was a kind of yesterday I realised it is more sentimental. I mean, I haven't looked at the stats. I did listen to a podcast this morning where they did talk about his stats are depreciating quite a lot and they have been for about four years in terms of shot stopping and 
um, mistakes that lead to goals and they did pull them all up. And, you know, how credible they are, where they get their, their material from, I don't know. But if you're going to, you know, if you're going to spend any time listening to this, these kind of um, podcasts or or videos on YouTube and, and follow these channels, then you've got to, you've got to take, they've got a bit of, you know, they're, they're credible in that they're finding decent information. So if that's true, and he has been declining significantly every season in terms of his ability to stop shots and make not make mistakes, um, decision making, etc., then you know the data speaks for itself, doesn't it? You know I'm no data analyst, but that's kind of how football's recruitment is measured these days, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of it's done with the with the data analysis side of things. I mean, that that's how they found. Like as much as I don't think he's great, but he's good on the ball. Ramsdale was found without. I think Edison was found that way. Allison the same. So we've got to trust some sort of scouting analytic network. So who's doing our data analysis at Spurs then? It's probably he's, he's probably picked it up himself. Mate, well, that, 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 I mean, if, if we need to be doing that, you know what I mean? I mean, you, yeah. I did. I did hear somewhere that Leicester are pretty good at it. They've got some some teams, some crack team of data analysts who just mustered at it and they started, they're really good at just finding absolute pish. And you know, they you know they're good players, just just pulling them out of nowhere. I I, I hate to say it, but I read that Brighton had the best, but Chelsea have nicked two of like Brighton's analytics teams today. Um to go with Potter, which is not obviously never good when Chelsea just get there teeth into it but yeah I, I don't really know who the, uh, Paratici must have something but yeah we had that black box guy that Paul Mitchell dude but yeah he found Son but then we sacked him <laughs> he, he, also found, he also found uh, didn't, he, didn't he find um... oh you're talking about the guy that comes from Southampton isn't it, isn't it yeah I'm thinking about Steve Hitchin isn't it no uh, no not him that northern he, fella he, yeah his strike record is terrible <laughs> Yeah, he, he, when you come out on that documentary, so I don't even like transferring. It's like, right, okay, that's that's why you're here. Um, so yeah, moving on, um, we've got to talk about Champions League tomorrow. So yeah, it's Sporting Lisbon. On paper, we should be beating them. Um, we've got we've got to right the the wrongs that that we we had in Lisbon. The other week or couple last month when they turned us over quite late in the game, we all thought a point was in the bag and, it, and then they ended up beating us fucking... It was 2-0, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Last, literally after the 90th minute. Yeah. And, and to be fair, they they didn't look all that. I think that game was there for us. We could have we, we could have and should have turned the screw and beaten them and we'd be sitting a lot prettier now in the group than... Well, I suppose we're still top and we haven't played particularly well. Um, but we could qualify tomorrow. And you know what? If... If you put things into perspective, qualify qualify for the Champions League at this point, like I said earlier, with a game to go, being further in the league, ain't that shit, is it? Like, you know, if we put uh, the, the performances aside of, of the last week, it ain't that bad, you know. I think all of us would have taken that at this point in the season if you'd have, if you'd have pointed it out. Like, um, so what do we reckon? Are we are we confident for tomorrow that we're gonna pull that out of the bag? I think, I mean, we. I, I think, uh, I don't want to say it, but it depends on if Romero and Hoiberg are fit, really, for me. Because, yeah, we need we need some stability in there and some, be able to progress the ball. 
Otherwise, it, yeah, it could be the more of the same as the Newcastle game. As much as I'd hate that. Yeah, I, I think I think that if we if we, I, I, I've said Brian you already. I don't want to keep going on about it, but I think if we should we should go out there and even if it's Lucas Moura, start him up up, up and play a three. I think go go with an attacking. Um, I'm not saying that we have to go and take the ball to them and press and, but if we revert to our try try to trusted system under Conte that gets results, maybe not performances, but gets results. I think yeah, I think we beat them. Yeah, I think we, if we play three up top, uh, wing backs, two in the middle, I think I think we beat them and we beat them comfortably. What do you reckon, Bones? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll get a result. Um, I, I don't know whether there's a stat of Conte losing three games on the bounce. There probably is somewhere, but I can't imagine it's happened too many times. Um, also, that was—I think—that was the first game we'd, we'd been on a ten-game winning streak at home, haven't we? Up until the weekend. So, yeah, again, it's not as bad as some people are making out. Um, yeah, I think we'll get a result. Tomorrow. Yeah, I don't want to put any negativity out there, but if, if Sporting Lisbon were to beat us tomorrow, and I think if um, Marseille were to beat Frankfurt. We would be second bottom. How is it? Mm. Come on, yeah. Get rid of him. Shit. And all of a sudden, we've got, we've, got, we've, got go, we've got to go to Marseille and win and hope the other games go our way. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's the, that's, that's the, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty at the moment. We're top of the group playing at home. It looks pretty. But if, if we was to lose tomorrow, then all of a sudden, I, I mean, it's their thing, isn't it? Like, I think it's ridiculous to even discuss the, the idea of Conte getting a sack. Because, but there are a lot yeah. of supporters that are saying, "Oh, you know, Poch is available. We should get him back." Conte, he's, he's playing negative tactics. I think it's that is it's a crazy, crazy. It doesn't even make any sense to, to think about getting rid of Conte at this point at all. You know, I mean, you've only got you've only got to look at Arsenal like last year and the year before. They were calling for Arteta to be sacked. Constantly, he's shit. He's not a proper manager. He's a he's he's. They call him the, the guy that puts the cones out. That's not for for Pep Guardiola. That's how they referred to him. Yeah. Um, but you know, this season, all of a sudden, he's he's the fucking new messiah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're playing good football. All right, they dropped points at the weekend, and you know, probably should have lost. Um, but yeah, like they they they've changed their tune, and it's because he's been given the time, and the, and he's been able to bring in a, a couple of decent players as well. And, and get rid get, of them. And get rid of some old shit that he didn't want. So, yeah, I don't know, like... I mean, there was, yeah, Arteta's a good good example. Also, you've got, um, even when Poch, the first, I think it was the first sort of year, 18 months, because reading um, Poch's book that I did at the time, there was a time that he thought, he was going to get a sack. I think it was a game against Southampton and we were losing and we ended up turning it around. And there was a period of time where he thought, I'm one, way, I'm one game away here from getting the sack. And I think, yeah, we've got to just give, be a bit more patient. Like, Conte, he, he gets results everywhere he's been. I think he's right. Just, I think yeah, 
I think he's right in what he said in his press conference. We need to be patient for for once for once ever. Mm. Let's just be fucking patient. It might be shit for a bit, yeah. and you know, especially when we've got injuries, we haven't got a massive squad. Um, let's just you know, it ain't nice, and you know, we 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 yearn for that attacking flair and you know and all that all that shit and just you know attacking at will and fuck the consequences, you know blood and thunder football that we've we've become accustomed to, you know, with certain managers over the last decade, 15 years or so. Um, Poch, Martin Yole, uh, Harry Redknapp, you know, they were all cr- like really, really good football to watch, really, really exciting games to watch. Um, they went without their, their faults, you know what I mean? Even all the managers, you know, Poch was almost perfect, you know what I mean? For a couple of years, it was almost perfect at Spurs. It was, it was such a well-oiled machine. And but it didn't yield any any trophies, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just it's just very reactionary. A lot of what people are saying about getting Conte, I think, give him give him a, this transfer window and the next transfer window, and we see where we are next season. I think this season again, it's this is his first proper season. Last season he came mm-hmm. and he was he was almost like interim coach because he's come through halfway into the, you know, he came through in November or, or whenever it was. And he and he started off all right, and then it went shit again, didn't it? He had a few bad results. And he started talking about how fuck this, you know, uh, you know, if these players don't want to play, you know, maybe this isn't the right club for me, and you know, I need to see more commitment. But you know, and he, he was kind of alluding to it, you know, maybe maybe I won't stay. And for whatever reason, he, he you know, he, we pulled a cup. He managed to get a couple of good signings from Juventus that we didn't realize at the time, and uh, it was a change in fortunes. We started playing. Good football, it clicked, and we're and we're looking at the same players that are there this year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're looking at the same players, so it's there. I don't think I don't think teams have found us out. I just think it hasn't clicked for us yet this year. And I mean, like the like, obviously it hasn't been the case the whole season, but they've all just they've lost like they lost someone, haven't they? And they like that can that can ruin how you play, like with uh, Matroni sort of. His situation that might be playing on the players' mind a little, a little bit as well. Yeah, um, and, and some as well. He's he's not been great, um, and yeah. he normally has a little dip in form every season, which lasts three or four games. But this season, it's been a you know he's he's not been great for the, for yeah. the majority. I think thirty minutes of football is about as much as we've seen from him. Although he did look bright against Newcastle in the first 10, 15 minutes. So yeah, that just yeah. Again, that was that was a hard one to swallow. Mm. The weekend it was I, the Man United one was harder for me, uh, just because yeah. of how badly we played. I don't think we played that badly against Newcastle. It weren't pretty, but I think on another day, you know, if we take one of the, one of them chances that we had in the first half and nick the lead, I think we win that game. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I'm not saying we win it well, but I don't think we get to, I don't think we get beaten, but they didn't yeah. create, they didn't create those, did they? It was another game where they planted the ball, but we just didn't have our usual kind of ability to play it out through the back. Yeah. Uh, and that, again, that's where, if we're trusting the process, as much as I hate to say it. Oh no, you didn't just but, say it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, if we're, if we've only got one ball playing centre back and he's out and the centre midfield isn't great, apart from Benzincourt, then this is just going to be it's going to be a bumpy ride, isn't it? And I think yeah. you can't just expect to win every game. I think we sort of panic after every single game now. Maybe because that is because of the style of football, but yeah, it, it's like we draw we drew against West Ham, and it was like 
oh, this football is unsustainable, blah, blah, blah. And then we kept winning. And yeah, the Chelsea game, I heard a lot of the same sort of thing that we're hearing now. It's just, it's like people are waiting for us to crumble. I think, I think, I think because of the style of football that we play, I think it's always going to be on tender hooks. Do you know what I mean? It's always going to be, as long as results are coming in, everyone's going to be all right. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, fuck it. We'll take it. We'll take it all day long as long as we get results. But because of that style of football, I think I said it last week. It comes. It comes a matter of time under Mourinho when, like under Mourinho, when it stops getting results, and yeah. then and then the results are not coming in, and you're playing shit. You're being dominated by teams that, are, you know, in relegation battles, and they're they're bringing the game to you in your own fucking stadium. And it, it comes a point when the supporters are going to turn on you, and they're going to turn on you quicker because you're not you're not taking the game to these teams. You're sitting back if 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 you're playing, you know, to catch teams on the counter attack, and you're not catching teams on the counter attack because they've sussed you out. They can see how what your game plan is. Yeah, we get the ball, we play it through to him, and then we give it to Kane, and Kane sits off Son. If someone just sticks a man on Son, which they do, it's clear to see. They can absolutely see straight away if someone's trying to get the ball into Kane, especially if he's dropping deep, and then he's got his back to goal. Someone's straight in the back of him straight away. You can see it in every game. Yeah. And once you do that, and if it doesn't come off two or three times, it, surely the, the your spirit's got to be got to be hit, and you're going to start questioning and, and doubting. You know, oh, is this actually working? And then all of a sudden, you start second guessing yourself. It's, it's natural. It's human. It's human kind of. It's the human condition to to doubt yourself if things mm-hmm. ain't working out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I guess like they can they can double up or triple up on Son because we don't have anyone on the right really. Like Richardson when he was playing wasn't really doing much. He won't right. playing. He won't playing as a wide attacker. Like Son, Son goes out wide. He cuts in. Richardson was just kind of playing down the center. Like and Harry yeah. Kane was kind of going out wider because Richardson. Richardson wants to be close to the action. He wants to be involved. He wants to play closely with Harry Kane and Son. And he wants to be in the thick of it. But it, I mean, yeah, it, it, it seems strange to me that he's not he's not been tried out on the left yet. But I mean, what I was getting at was that, you know, I can understand why, why supporters are pissed off. I'm pissed off with, with watching this football. It's hard to watch at times for, for long periods of time when you ain't seeing any of the ball. When you ain't seeing any of the ball and the opposing team have got more of the ball and they're time-wasting. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I, what the fuck is happening here, man? So it's like 80 quid a ticket as well. So there's 50 minutes of football being played or 57 minutes or whatever it is because of time-wasting. And 50 minutes of it is watching Newcastle fuck about with the ball. That's why people are getting the ump because they're playing top prices. There's, there's so many factors in why, why people got the ump because of you know what they what they saw under Poch because of what they're paying you know Daniel Levy to go and to go and watch these games. It's, it's you know it's 75 quid a ticket or less everywhere in the stadium. Um, it's it's I can get I can I can understand it. I do I, I look at these tweets and, and I, I do laugh and I think some of them are a bit you know massively reactionary. But I get it. Do you know what I mean? Like I I I, I was like that after after the Man United game, after Newcastle game, I was fucking livid. Like I was like fucking hell. Like and it was only because like Sifter run me up more angry than I was. It kind of made me feel it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> He was because he was at the game. He was fucking. You could hear you could hear everyone in the background. He was he, he, could, he was he was angry and you could hear it. And yeah, I mean, mm. so that's that's kind of. I mean, again, I'm not calling for Conte out. I'm not I'm not there yet. But he, I, I do think he's probably only got. He's probably only got you know, 
it can't. Every manager's got a, a period of time if they keep getting bad results in it. But we'll get into that. That'll be that'll be something we'll talk about maybe on the next pod because. I don't even want to go down that route. That's a ridiculous conversation to have at this point. How long has he got? That's, I don't even want to go there. But yeah, yeah we're, we're we're down to one minute, so I guess we should uh, we should wrap this one up now. Um, so I'll say thank you, boys, for jumping on a call. Thank you for yeah, those of you who are listening. Tell your friends. Get them to tell their friends. Send us some love and uh, yeah. Uh, what do you want, Rev? What do you need? Review us. Review yeah. us. Review us. Five stars. Five, star. five stars. All that stuff. All that jazz. And uh, yeah, this has been episode 15 of Coys in the Hood season one. Come you Spurs. Fucking A.